Good afternoon. I just wanted to let everyone know that uh, we will not be having our midweek service next week. I'll be out of town at a uh, Eastern District Pastors Conference, but then we will resume it the following week. Um, also, for our Bible study today, I think we will be able to finish First Timothy, and it's probably a good time to, to pause with that because we wouldn't want to start Second Timothy today. But we'll start it again in, in two weeks, and we only have two more letters of uh, Paul during his, his prison epistles. So then we'll be able to finish it up over the next uh, couple following weeks. Our first reading is from the 16th chapter of Leviticus. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, your brother, not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way Aaron shall come into the holy place with a bull from the herd for a sin offering and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat and shall have the linen undergarment on his body. And he shall tie the linen sash around his waist and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself, and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself, and he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord, and two handfuls of sweet incense, beaten small. And he shall bring it inside the veil, and put the incense on the fire before the Lord, that the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony, so that he does not die. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull, and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat, and on the east side, and in front of the mercy seat, He shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat and in front of the mercy seat. Thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleannesses of the people of Israel And because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleannesses. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house 
and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord and make atonement for it. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horns of the altar all around. And he shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times and cleanse it and consecrate it from the uncleannesses of the people of Israel. And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. He shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and shall take off the linen garments that he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in the holy place and put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is from the 10th chapter of Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals. And greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide. For the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near you. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, Will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. The one who hears you hears me, and the one who rejects you rejects me, and the one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. 
Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation with the sacrament of holy baptism. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Which is that word of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we started our recitation of the sacrament of holy baptism. And in the scriptures they actually describe what baptism does in all kinds of different ways. Sometimes the Apostle Paul will describe it as a drowning of the old Adam. Other times, Paul and the other apostles will describe it as a cutting off of flesh, similar to what was done in circumcision, but this time it's the old Adam, the sinful nature that's literally cut off. However you want to slice it or dice it, though, the effect of baptism is the same. It's the removal of sins from us, the removal of death from us, the removal of a guilty conscience from us. It's taken off of us and it's put on something else or someone else. In our Old Testament passage today, we had this reading about Aaron. And at the beginning of the passage, Aaron had to go into the Holy of Holies, the meeting where the Ark of the Covenant was and where God promised to come physically to his people. And because of some things that happened earlier, Aaron had to present sacrifices of blood to cover his sin, much as what we're talking about today in baptism. That sin had to be removed from Aaron, and not just Aaron, the sins of the people, of all the Israelites, because the moment they left Egypt, pretty much as soon as their feet touched dry land on the other side of the Red Sea, They started to abandon the one true God. And those sins that they had done and kept doing, they needed to be paid for. Sins always need to be paid for. Someone has to pay for them. And they have to be paid for in blood. And that's what we read today. In this, near the end of this reading, I'm going to read you these couple of sentences of it. Near the end, there were two goats that were picked. One goat was sacrificed, and this atoned for the sins of Aaron. Another goat was kept alive, and 
you might think that's the lucky goat. You didn't get your throat slit and have blood spilled everywhere. No, this goat, this goat uh, had a greater purpose, but it was not the lucky one. Let me put it that way. And here's why. Allow me to read this passage, portion of it again. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. I told you this is not the lucky goat. And here's why. And you can almost picture it. Aaron is literally taking both of his hands on the head of a goat or a lamb. And he's speaking all the sins of the people of Israel. And the scriptures use three different words for it. All the iniquities, all the transgressions, all their sins, everything. Sins committed to, against one another, sins committed against God, sins committed against the state, every single sin. He was literally just talking all these sins onto this head of a goat. And then... It says that he's to be sent away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. So basically there's a man standing there. Oh, Aaron is done with the goat, takes the goat out, hands the leash off to this guy. And off this man walks, off into the wilderness, the desert, remote areas where there are no people. And once he's out there, once far away... This man takes the leash off the goat, gives it a little slap in the behind, off it goes. And this man turns around and heads back to the camp. The goat, though, is free. It's free. This goat that had all of the sins of the people of Israel laid on its head was not going to have a happy goat life. Nor was it going to be a long goat life. Because out in the wilderness, there are plenty of predators. Out in the wilderness, there's no shepherd to make sure it has any food. Out in the wilderness, there's no shepherd to make sure it finds water. It's all on its own. And I really doubt that goat would have lasted more than a day. If it was lucky. So that goat that was free was sent out to basically die. And when it died, it took all the sins of the people of Israel with it. Those sins died with the goat. Our Lord Jesus Christ is described in the scriptures as a lamb of God. And really, there's no difference for the Jews, really, between a lamb or a goat. Same thing. Because what you do with a lamb is only one thing. 
You place your sins on it. And then the lamb is sacrificed. And when the lamb is sacrificed and killed, the sins die with it. That's what our Lord Jesus Christ did. The man of readiness was Pontius Pilate. Who led Jesus Christ out and let him go onto a cross. And on that cross where he suffered for six hours... There was no one to soothe him, no one to care for him, no one to give him water and food or protection. He died. He was free to die, willingly. And when he did die on that cross, all of the sins that Jesus Christ took with him died with him. All of our sins. That's why the scriptures We'll often say, and Paul says this, uh, that, that he who knew no sin became sin for us. Took them all with it. A ransom for many. That is the essence of what baptism is. It's a drowning of our sinful nature. It's a cutting off of the old Adam. It's a removal of sin and death from us. It is. But all of that had to go somewhere. So as it's washed off of us in baptism, it's poured onto Jesus. So he can carry it all with him. And he does, willingly. Willingly. So that as our sins die in him, we're set free. Truly free. Not like that goat that was set free only to die. No, we are set free by Christ to live. Live lives of righteousness and holiness now. And to live lives in Christ now in faith that will live forever. To live a life in Christ that cannot literally die. Because the moment we pass in this life, we wake up with Christ in the life to come. As he said to the thief on the cross, today you'll be with me in paradise. And thanks to Christ and what he's done for us in baptism, it's true. He's taken all of our sins onto himself. And where there is no more sin, there's only life and salvation. And thanks to Christ, that has been given to us because of him. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.